trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. Indeed, indeed. Welcome back to the Topical Resort. I, as always, am your host, Viper, and I completely lost track of time. I didn't realise it was 7 o'clock until I was scrolling through my Twitter feed and Radio Sega suddenly posted that the show was live. Whoops. So uh, if you saw the blog post, you might know the subject of this episode is off-topic because it's the end of the month. However, we've combined two topics into one. Yep, here on the Topical Resort, we take a look at Sega's headlines at the end of every month. But due to it also being Halloween at the end of October specifically, I decided that it would also be fitting to play Halloween music and roll two episodes into one. So today on the Topical Resort, we'll be recapping October in the Sega community, while also playing you some of the spookiest Sega tracks around. So why don't we start you off with a little remix, that's going to be a common theme tonight. So here is Mystic Mansion with lyrics.
And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. Of course, we had to put on a bit of a spooky talk bed here. And uh, yes, officially, welcome to the Topical Resort. I, as always, am your host, Green Viper Ray, and for the next two hours, we're going to be playing you some of the best Sega Halloween-related re- music out there. And, you know, normally in off-topic episodes, we play what's relating to the news we're talking about, or we do, like, you know, or you play just random music that I want to play, but today we're going to keep it to the Halloween theme as we are with this talk bird right here. So what you just heard there was from House of the Dead, the Saturn version, because I like that version more than the arcade version. That was the theme of The Magician, probably the most famous song from the original House of the Dead. Obviously, you know, Overkill's got some famous stuff, but the original House of the Dead games, that's like the most well-known song, obviously. And for that was a remix from Shadowlink4321. That was his take on Mystic Mansion with lyrics this time. I quite enjoy that remix, actually. The lyrics are a bit odd in some places. But, like, you know, I, I do quite I do quite enjoy it. It is a nice little take and captures the Halloween spirit well, as well as the spirit of the original stage. But, yes, we're going to be talking about some gaming news today because, you know, modern gaming news is actually quite scary, you know. Loot boxes, um, pay-to-win, mobile games, all that sort of stuff. That's quite scary, honestly. So, but first of all, we should probably go ahead and introduce everyone who is currently in the chat. We currently have the return of Shaddix Crofts. He's finally come back to the Radio Sega Discord. We'll come back to Radio Sega, Radio Sega in general. We've also got The King, got Jamie, our regular, Jamie64326, a.k.a. Mr. Wonderman, a.k.a. Mr. Rexy Wonderfan, a.k.a. Jason64326, a.k.a. Mr. Rexy Spooky Fan, a.k.a. PTKS, a.k.a. Green Vaporate. His name list just keeps going up and up at this point. Also, a while earlier, we had Doan, and we've also had a few people pop in and out of the chat, so hello to all of you, and now it's time to read some news off the uh, Sega Nerds website because I would I would never do that. So uh, we got a we got a bit of short news right here to start off the episode, and it's not even really news as much. Or well, it is sort of news, but not in the traditional sense because it's not something that's happening, but it's something that someone would like to happen. So um, the Sonic Forces producer has said that there is hope for a Samba Amigo port for the Nintendo Switch. Obviously, for some reason, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know about the Nintendo Switch, it's currently the latest Nintendo craze to sweep the nation. Um, it's a it's a portable and console hybrid that also has uh, motion controls. And that's the ideal thing here, because the motion controls are really accurate. And uh, Somebody Amigo, for those of you who don't know, is a game where you basically take the maracas and there are like six dots on the screen and... Um, a circle will go into those dots in rhythm with the music and you have to shake your maraca to, and basically it's just a rhythm game if you know what rhythm games are you know we covered them on our first episode which is now lost but yeah it's a rhythm game and the last release of the game was for the Wii which wasn't the best because the Wii didn't have the most well, it had some accurate um, like aiming controls like when you point at the sensor bar but the motion controls itself weren't the best and it was a fun game but it was just sort of hampered by those um, those a bit iffy motion controls that didn't always detect what you were doing properly. And before that last release was for the Dreamcast, which was amazing because real map, real maracas, all that sort of stuff. And plus they worked really well because the technology was completely different to the Wii remotes. It basically detected how high the maracas were and then that um, lined you up on the screen with the markers, which worked a lot better. Yeah, but anyway, um, 
this all ties into Nintendo Switch because it's amazing sort of motion control tracking and it's HD rumble features which is high definition rumble for the uh, Joy-Cons and yeah so um, although this is sort of only a hope thing he, it's clear that he really wants to do it and I think quite a lot of Sonic Team also really would like to do this as well it's like a passion project sort of thing it's not really too much has been said about this but it, it's a cool thing I think at least you know uh, Jamie says the sample port to the Switch would be the scariest thing ever yes yes indeed but um, you know I think there is some potential for a Samba game on the Switch. Even if it is, you know, like a one-time release and it only has a small amount of songs and it's digital only or something, there is still potential there for a release of Samba. And, um, yes, that's pretty much it for that news. And we're going to be playing a bit more Halloween music. Then we will be back after the break with the most scary news of all. Because we're going to be talking about Sonic Forces and there is a lot of news to be had here because we are only two weeks away from the release of the game and therefore you know tensions are high and also a lot of stuff is being revealed but also as we're going to be learning today quite a lot of stuff is getting leaked oh yes so stay tuned but for now we're going to play you a track from Aliens vs Predator, a, um, a obviously horror themed Sega game. And this is, if anything moves, shoot it, a rather atmospheric track, right here on the Topical Resort. Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard that was from Yakuza Dead Souls, a.k.a. Ryo Ga Gotoku of the End. Ooh, spooky. That was Kiryu, Desperate Situation, a rather rocking track from a pretty scary Yakuza game because it's set in the apocalypse. And it's also quite scary because it's the reason we didn't get Yakuza 5 translated in English until 2015 because how poor the sales were. So thank you, Yakuza Dead Souls. No thank you. Before that was from Aliens vs Predator. That was the rather descriptive, if anything moves, shoot it. It almost reminds me of that fake Doom screenshot, the uh, when you shoot things, you die. Uh, Jamie asked what I'm using as my talk bed music. That's actually a good question. Um, I was basically looking up Halloween music, just like from games on YouTube, and I stumbled across this one, and it's actually really good. It's from a uh, Club Penguin game on the DS, actually. Because there was like one from the original web version, which was how I found this music, and then somebody else in the comments said there was a DS version of the track, which I think actually sounds a lot better, so that's the one I'm using right now. So if you just like search that, I think you should be able to find it. Because I can't actually remember the name of it, because if you can see the metadata right now, I changed the name of it. But yeah, I actually quite like this track, and that's why I'm using it as a talk bed, because I think it's really fitting. It sort of has the vibe that Topical Resort goes for, except in a bit more of a spooky theme. But anyway, um, now we're going to be talking about some more Sega news, and we've already mentioned how scary this is. So we're going to be talking about the uh, much controversial, much divided Sonic Forces. There's been quite a lot of news, as you know, because we're close to the release date of the game. So, in the meantime, why don't we look up? Why don't we look up all this news that we've been seeing over the past few weeks? Um, when. Oh, obviously, I'm going to be looking out throughout this month. So, let's see what's been posted since the last one. Um, I can't remember where we actually left off last time. So uh, the first bit of news right here is that Sonic Forces, um, the oh, Sonic Forces obviously, but uh, the chemical plant stage was revealed, and uh, the Sonic the Sonic Twitter made a very cheesy Gurren reference in the tweet because it was pierce the drill with your heaven, pierce the drill of your heavens. Yes, that, that was definitely how it went. No, but um, because the custom character was using the drill whispin, they had to make that joke right there. Yeah, but. Chemical Plant and Spaceport were both revealed to be stages within Sonic Forces right at the beginning of the month. Then after that, we had um, the Sonic Forces trophies, aka the achievements if you're on Xbox, were leaked on PSN profiles. And there's nothing really that reveals too much information about the game. But some of the uh, trophy names are interesting, such as, you know, the Seven Rings and Hands reference and all that stuff. Um, afterwards, a, um, a new comic book was released, uh, Sonic Forces Moment of Truth, and there was also a few more which are prequel comics to um, Sonic Forces. 
What I find quite ironic is that these are prequel comics to Episode Shadow. Which for those of you who don't know, Episode Shadow is a piece of day one DLC for Sonic Forces, which is a prequel to Sonic Forces. <laughs> so this is a prequel to a prequel. Oh dear, <laughs> they didn't think that one through very well. Anyway, um, after that, the two Sonic Forces soundtracks were unveiled. One was the A Hero Will Rise, which is the entire soundtrack, which is physical and digital. So you got Hero Rise, that's the whole soundtrack, and then you got the Vocal Tracks album, which is called On The Edge, and everyone's been saying Ow The Edge, or On The Edge, as in the um, Sonic Adventure 2 song. You know, there's been a lot of edgy jokes there, basically, yeah, but that's just going to be exclusively for all the vocal tracks, so all the custom character tracks, all the character themes, all that stuff to be able to go for right there. No, I'm not Rexy right now. Um, so this was around the middle of the month. we still got a bit more news... Oh yes, the uh, Rental Hero uh, mode was revealed, where you can rent other people's um, custom heroes as a second character. Aside from that, there was also a new trailer and some new screenshots, and there there was a few new pieces of music. One was Aquil Road, and the other one was the newly released... I forgot the name of it now. Come on. Come on, YouTube. And the other uh, piece of music was just released a few hours ago, which was called the Eggman's Facility, which, as far as we know, is a stage for Shadow the Hedgehog in the episode Shadow DLC. And it also seems to be a uh, remix of Casino Forest, which is a classic Sonic stage, which also has really good music. Yeah, but um, it is also a remix of Sonic Adventure 2's White Jungle's Rhythm and Balance. A track which Rexy will be very happy about because, you know, Rhythm and Balance and Rexy are synonymous with each other at this point. Uh, yeah, obviously Jamie's made the joke of Rent-A-Hero because I think that was the whole point, was that Rental Hero is meant to sound like Sega's other franchise, Rent-A-Hero. And also, don't lie, Dina, I saw you, I saw you post, um, don't lie, I, I saw you post about Chad. We, we, we all saw it, but yeah. Anyway, um, it's now time for the Request Resort. And for those of you who don't know what the Request Resort is, well, it is where you can send in music relating to the topic of the episode, and we will play it on air. You have a few different places that you can send in these requests. You can send them in through Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, or at The Green Viper 8. Or you can send them in through a DM on Discord, radiose.ga forward slash Discord, I'm Green Viper 8, and then just send me your request right there. Or you can do it through Facebook, at Radio Sega. You can do it through an email, topicalresort at gmail.com. Or you can do it through a Radio Sega private message, I am Green Vaporate, over on the forums. You have all those different places to be able to go for right there. And why do I, uh, <laughs> why do I keep saying that now? I don't mean to keep saying it anymore. It's become a force of habit at this point. And um, also, we got a few more Sonic Forces leaks. Um... Oh my god, oh. <laughs> um, these are being posted in my Discord, which I'm not going to plug because I'm not cheeky, but um, this has also been kept out the main Radio Sega chat for obvious reasons. Mainly being um, the people from Sega have got their eye on us. You know, but um, there's some interesting stuff going on in these screenshots, basically, but um, as of. Ne okay, so I should probably explain the, black the, the, the backstory a bit. So, um. People are basically going to collect their copies of Super Mario Odyssey today because that came out and I'm really sad that I don't have it, but whatever. Yeah, so people are going to collect the copies of Mario Odyssey and certain stores actually broke the release date on Sonic uh, Forces 
and they released they released it on shelves early, and a few people picked up a Switch version of Sonic Forces. One of them, you know, showed it off on Twitter and got you know like tons of retweets. They said they weren't gonna leak anything, and I think a few other people got their hands on it, and then they were the ones who started leaking stuff. And uh, there was a live stream of it a while ago, but that was taken down because uh, there's now a, an, an embargo on streaming it, and also the official Sonic account wasn't very happy. Yeah, and Jamie's made the real fake a joke, of course, because that's the only joke Jamie can make. Yeah, but anyway, um, if you want to continue to send in your Sega-related Halloween music uh, requests, you can still do that during the music break. But for now, we're actually going to get into our music block right here. So we're going to start off with something that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And this is a soundtrack that people have been wanting on Radio Sega for quite a while. So, from Ghostbusters for the Mega Drive, this is the main theme right here on the Topica Resort. Request Resorts.
And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Sonic After the Sequel, a fan game based on Sonic the Hedgehog made by Lake Feppard. That was Ghost for Guitars from Moon Mansion Act 2. There's quite a lot of good songs in that game, in fact. It's like one of my favourite fan games in terms of music. But that is easily my favourite song in the game. It captures the spirit of Halloween so perfectly for me, and that's why I had to request it, because that was my request right there. For that was a request from Twinny. That was Shadow the Hedgehog's Almost Dead. And that's edgy even for Shadow standards, because the lyrics... <laughs> the lyrics are amazing. No more gods, no more graves, are you friend or fiend? No more life, no more death, somewhere in between. Well, we're almost... <laughs> yeah. So you get the point anyway, you have a quite edgy lyrics even for Shadow the Hedgehog and they were wondering why they were going to get a teen rating at some point. Oh well, before that, uh, before that, as requested by JB64386 from Bayonetta 2, that was The Gates of Hell, obviously from the Bayonetta series which we bang on enough about here on the Topical Resort but you know, it's Halloween related because it's a game about a witch who just fights, doesn't fight for any cause, just, just sort of fights really. <laughs> so the whole point of Bayonetta, just a bit of an anti-hero really. And for that, uh, as requested by Lost Impact aka Cryptic Castle aka um, Cosmic Fool, that was Sonic Adventure's Fakery Way. Obviously, you know, Fakery, there's a shadow joke to be made there, but that's really creepy. That's from um, Twinkle Park, and more specifically it's from Amy's exclusive section of Twinkle Park, the Mirror Room, which is always a bit, a bit creepy playing through. But fun fact, um, outside of that section, you wouldn't really consider Twinkle Park a Halloween stage, but that's why you'd be wrong. Because Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast had a bit of Halloween DLC for Twinkle Park, which completely themed it to be uh, Halloween related. So in fact, it is sort of a Halloween level when you take that DLC into consideration, and that's why it's my favourite bit of DLC for Sonic Adventure, because it's a Halloween version, aka one of my favourite holidays. <laughs> it's my favourite holiday, or one of my favourite holiday versions of my favourite stage in the game, so automatically I'm just going to like it. Yeah, and before that, the first track of the block, as requested by Electric Boogaloo, from the Mega Drive version of Ghostbusters, that was the main theme. We didn't really know who we were going to call, you know, until the beat kicked in, then we knew who we were going to call eventually. So now... We're just going to be sort of talking about the rest of the news, which we didn't really comment on in the previous two blocks. So, um, first of all, we got some uh, Yakuza news, because when do we not have Yakuza news on this show? So let me just scroll back to it quickly. Um, where did we start? Uh, yeah, Yakuza 2's Japanese demo launches in late November... Obviously, if you're a fan of the Yakuza series, which if you're not, why aren't you a fan of the Yakuza series? It's also something we bang on enough about on this show as well, alongside Bayonetta, and also my light stopped working there for a second there. Uh, yeah, so if you're a fan of the series and you want to check Kiwami 2 out before the English translation is going to sort of be ready, which is going to be a few years now, let's be fair. If you want to check out the Japanese version, then make a Japanese PSN account in preparation to grab the Yakuza Kiwami 2 demo and while you're there you can also grab the uh, Japanese Sonic Forces demo which is something that I forgot to talk about in that break there so uh, a Japanese Sonic Forces demo released on Switch then it released on um, PS4 and I'm hearing rumours that it's actually released on PC so there might be some data mining incoming on that part 
Speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog, Paramount Pictures have gained the rights to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Originally, Sony had the rights to the movie, although now it's switched over to Paramount Pictures. Uh, it's, I believe it's still being made by Sony. It is just being um, published by pub published. Um, let's have a look. Um, oh, okay, so apparently it's the same team, but it, everything's just been picked up by Paramount instead of Sony. Okay, I I didn't really read too much into that, so that's why I didn't know that. So um. We got a few other bits and pieces here. So we've got a um, a Saturn prototype game known as Armed appeared on eBay, and it sold for the full price of two thousand five hundred dollars. So hopefully someone rips that, puts it on the internet, for to be preserved and for everyone to enjoy. Um, twenty eighteen or April of twenty eighteen was revealed to be the release date for IDW's Sonic the Hedgehog comics as they took over the the comic books from Archie because they, they could be bothered anymore basically. Um, in other news, Interpret Izzy, which is uh, the Kickstarter made by Senel team, we had them on the Sega Lounge a few weeks back, uh, was funded. Um, yeah, it was finally funded. The full amount made on Kickstarter, so the game is now going to be released. Hooray! It's quite a good game, and Senel team are awesome people. Known for uh, the uh, Rush Rush Rally series, so I'd highly recommend you check out Interpreter Z if you get the chance. In other news, a Sega and Atlas USA Online um, merchandise store opened up. Uh, it's no, it's not in the UK at the moment, and uh, they shut down the UK stores. So currently, we have absolutely nothing. But apparently, they will ship to the UK, but uh, you need to pay quite hefty postage charges so good luck if you want the stuff from there and by the way it's really nice because you would expect it to just be general Sega and general Sonic merchandise but they've got some really cool stuff on there, they've got some Mega Drive stuff they've got some, I think they had some Altered Beast and Golden Axe stuff and the best one of all, they had Revenger Shinobi merchandise and you gotta love a bit of Revenger Shinobi who doesn't and that's why I need I need, I need them to bring this store over here so, so I can get it please so, um, in other news, Shimagami Tensei 5 was announced for Switch, and PS4 fanboys are getting salty because they can't have their Weeb game on their Weeb console. And we've got a few more bits of news before we cap off this um, part here. So, uh, Sega Japan is starting a Sega Catcher online for mobile, which is based off their UFO Catcher games, which are incredibly popular. And aside from that, the final bit of news we got here is Kiwami 2's latest info includes new Nightlife Island and a new clan creator. All features I'm sure you'll be incredibly looking forward to if you're a fan of the, um, of the Yakuza series, which I am myself, but I'd rather wait for a Japanese, uh, sorry, an English translation of the game. So once again, it's time to go back into another music block right here. So uh, we got two, we got two mildly Halloween-related songs here, and by that I mean the stages slash games they're from aren't Halloween-based, but they have enough of a connection to where I included them in here. So we're going to start you off with a track from Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. So this is On a Ride, Sylvian Hello Remix, Volcano Zone, right here on the Top Resort.
Topical Thesis. And welcome back once again to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What we just heard that was from the fantastic Decapitac US version. That was level 7. Absolutely adore the Decap Attack US soundtrack. It's got, you know, the Japanese soundtrack has got absolutely nothing on it. Some rocking tunes on there. Some great Mega Drive, uh, you know, some great Mega Drive chip, semi chippy action going on. And for that, from Marmite the Game, aka Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit, that was on a ride. Sil- uh, the title's cut off. Sylvian Helio Remix. Volcano Zone. The reason I call it Marmite the Game is because everyone seems to have a different opinion on this game, so I talk to. Everyone either loves how absurd and over the top it is, or they hate how absurd and over the top it is, and yet um, they just sort of live with it. Oh, no, no. They hate how over the top it is, but at the same time, they don't like anything else about the game. Like, I've heard the mechanics are awful, it's boring and repetitive, and all that sort of stuff. It's very sort of mixed. Some people are more willing to give it a chance than others, really. But at the same time, we still got a um, few bits and pieces to talk about here. Because up now is the topical thesis. And uh, if you want to know what the topical thesis is, it's where I take an opinion that I've come up with myself. Or I've heard from around the Sega community, and I give my spin on it by giving three points as to why I agree, three points as to why I disagree, then I come to a justified conclusion based on my six points, and then I'd like to hear what you have to say about this opinion. So, today's topical thesis is, should Sega move to mostly supporting Switch over other platforms, obviously tying into our Samba Amigo news at the beginning. So, we've got a few points for here. So... An easy point to make, Sega and Nintendo have a good relationship nowadays. They were obviously once rivals, bitter rivals in fact, hated each other's guts, would do anything to sort of overtake the other, but now now that Sega's uh, grip on the console industry is all over, and their third party developers now are developing stuff for all platforms. Um, they have a very good relationship nowadays. Sega uses Nintendo platforms to mostly put all their family-friendly stuff on, while using other platforms for less family-friendly stuff. Um, because of how many games Sega have released for Nintendo platforms, they have a very good relationship and are tied very closely together, so it makes sense to focus on making games for the platform with the company they have the best relations with. Uh, Sega nowadays, with a couple of sections couple of exceptions mostly make family friendly games and there are some people hence why I put a couple of exception exceptions because I knew a few people would um, comment on would, would comment on stuff like Yakuza or stuff like House of the Dead and all those sort of things but I think really what it comes down to at the end of the day is how many family friendly games they make in comparison to their more mature licenses obviously you've also got stuff like um micromanagement games which would best be on PC and Yakuza obviously is going to be best on PS4 because of how much of a sort of tie that franchise has to the PlayStation brand but yeah family friendly stuff would make more sense on the Switch rather than on consoles which are aimed at an older audience in my opinion 
And a pretty important point, the Switch is the hot new item and so many people are looking for new games and interesting games to buy for the system and Sega could jump at this opportunity. Because the Switch has only come out for six months and because all the sort of like marketing buzz and all the hype like generated by the public around it, um, it's the hot new item and everyone wants one and everyone wants the games for it. Like you know Super Mario Odyssey just came out today and everyone was head over heels to get that game. Or, yes. So you can see, obviously, the effect of marketing and good word. So with that in mind, why would Sega choose to not capitalise on this hot new item and create lots of games for it that people would want to buy? Obviously, they've released Sonic Mania and Sonic Sonic Forces, and they also released Puyo Puyo Tetris and um, uh, Wonder Boy. But, you know, they haven't... There's only been a few games, and I get it. there's only been six months since the console launched... But it's like, you know, there's an opportunity to release more stuff here that they're really not taking advantage of, in my opinion. However, we still got our three points against the opinion. So, three points against. One point against is that Sega games get good sales figures on other platforms, and they'll be cutting those platforms off. You know, it's very possible that they could get great sales figures from the Switch, but at the same time, you also have to take into account how many sales they get on PS4 and Xbox One and all those other platforms. And with that in mind, you're cutting off quite a considerable chunk of your profit if you're just focusing on one console. Like, uh, I imagine something Force is a lot better on PS4 and PC than it did on Switch. And also they have stuff like Yakuza on um, PS4 and Football Manager on PC. And, you know, they have, like, exclusives, but not just exclusives, they have games which sell a lot better on other consoles, rather than the Switch, and, you know, you're cutting that off by making them exclusive to the Switch, when you could make them either A, multi-platform, or B, exclusive to another console, and therefore increase sales. Um, another point is, although it's very successful now, we don't know about the security of the Switch's long-term future. Um, it's been looking a lot more successful than the Wii U's, obviously, because that was looking doom and gloom from the very start. But, you know, it's only a half a year in, and I don't think even Nintendo have a solid plan, because I don't think they intended it to sell as well as it did. And I think they knew it would sell well, because the concept and how um, much of an improvement it is over the Wii U. But at the same time, I don't think they've really planned out the future that well, and so by jumping ship and putting all your eggs in one basket as such, by only making games for the Switch, that sort of could create a bit of a problem if it ever does go up in flames as such. And also, Sega have some games that will work on the Switch, but not all of their library would. Uh, we sort of got into this early, you know, stuff like Yakuza wouldn't... Well, stuff like Yakuza could work on the Switch, but I can't see it being exclusive, and obviously stuff like micromanagement wouldn't work. And although Sega open to more mature licenses on the Switch, like, you know, they've been greenlighting Doom and Wolfenstein to come to the console later, uh, within the year or early next year, um, you know, they wouldn't be on board for, like, fully, uh, accepting mature licenses, and Sega have quite a lot of mature licenses, which they would need to bring over if they were to become primarily Switch developers. So, time for our conclusion. Although, I, I really like the Switch. And I also really like other consoles in this generation, as well as PC. I'm a big fan of the PS4 and the PC, and the Xbox One's quite good. I didn't like it at the start, but it's been improving as time goes on. You get that. But anyway, 
Although I would love to see Sega's focus their efforts on the Switch because of how much I love the console slash handheld. I don't think it's logical to put all their eggs in one basket because it's not secure <laughs> for their future. So yes, I would love to see Sega develop more games for the Switch, but no, I wouldn't like to see them only make games for the Switch. What's your opinion on this opinion? You have many different places that you can get in your opinion. You can get it in for our Twitter pages at Radio Sega, at Top Resort, at The Green Vaporate. You can get it in for Discord, radioac.ga/discord. Get it in for a private message on the Radio Sega forums. I am Green Vaporate, or you can send us an email, topresort@gmail.com, or you can send it to us on Facebook at Radio Sega. You've got any of those places to be able to go for right there. So with that in mind, um, we're going to be taking a look at what people have been saying in the Discord, which isn't very much actually. So uh, Jamie says, of course he was willing to give Hell Yeah a chance because he was able to get it for free. That I think many of us did because uh, it went free along with Jet Set Radio and Golden Axe on Steam for a while. So I think pretty much everyone and their mother picked up a free copy of um, Hell Yeah and that's how I got my copy as well. And I played a bit of it there but I also mostly played it on, um, I mostly played it on Xbox 360 actually. Which was where I spent most of the time with that game. So... You know, I didn't get those lovely keyboard and mouse controls, but I did get that awesome dual-stick shooter experience. And uh, we have now been joined by DJ Jammin J, aka Saganut, and hello there, and how are you doing today? Uh, Jamie says, family-friendly games with Nintendo, have you seen games like Mad World? Yeah, there are less family-friendly games on Nintendo consoles, such as Mad World or Bayonetta, all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, their focus is family-friendly games. Like, family-friendly games outweigh the number of mature games, like, 10 to 1 on Nintendo consoles most times. And, you know, they'd be willing to make more mature games, like they have been for the Switch. But I don't think they'd want all mature games. They'd still want, like, at least, you know, 2 to 1 family-friendly to mature sort of licenses. So... So it sort of has that stigma as a family console rather than a gamer's console. Gamers. Yeah, but you get that. But anyway, um, so we'll keep sending in your opinions through all those different outlets. You know, I'm not going to relist them. But um, yeah, we'll read some out after the break. But for now, we're going to get into some more music. So we're going to kick off the block with another remix. And of course, it's from a game that I play quite a lot on the Topical Resort because I really like the soundtrack to this game. And um, it actually does make sense this time because it, this remix actually does have something to do with Halloween. So this is an OC remix from Mr. Underscore 44. So from Rez, this is Fear. Uh, Ar- Arrakis Giga OC remix. So enjoy.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Shadow the Hedgehog because there's a lot of edgy music tonight because there's some great Halloween tracks in there. That was the theme of the Cryptic Castle stage from the Dark Story route. And before that was an OC remix from Mr. Underscore 44. That was Res Fear Arrakis Giga, which is a remix of Area 5 from Res, which has also been nicknamed Fear by the Res community. There's already like a million different mixes of that in um, the games themselves. Because there's the original Area 5 mix, and then there's the one which is on the Res album, and then there's a few fan-made remixes, and then there's, I think, a different one in um, a different length one in Area uh, Area 5 in Infinite or something. Very odd. If you want to, you know, check out some more Res, then I'd recommend you check out our Res episode, which we did a... A massive while back now, actually. It feels like it's been ages. Well, it, it doesn't actually feel that long, but it has been ages, which is actually surprising. Anyway, up now is the Discord call-in. And the Discord call-in is where you can call into the show using your microphone and your voice. Yes, your voice, your own vocal cords. And you can talk about anything this time around because it's an off-topic episode, meaning we don't have a topic. If you like to talk about Halloween, then you can talk about that. But obviously... That's not the only restriction tonight, since you can talk about anything, unlike normal, because I normally don't let you talk about anything that I mean like that. So, we already have one person here in the chill-out, so obviously we're going to drag him on, so welcome on, everybody, Jamie. Turn off your radio once again. No. Okay. Am I still the only guest on this show? Ask everyone else. Come on, people, this is getting repetitive now. True. Oh, okay, we have someone else in the show. Back you go, Jamie. Of course, I'm joking. So what would you like to talk about today on the show? Well, would it be a Halloween special? I'd like to uh, ask, uh, what is the scariest game you've ever played? Uh, that is a good question. I do not really sort of play, like, horror games as such. just because It's not because, you know, I'm too scared of them, but I'm not very good at them. And that's obviously a part... That sort of obviously hampers my enjoyment of a game, because I really do like... Sort of half the fun is if you're a bit good at the game. If you're completely rubbish, it's not much fun. And horror games, you know, like jump scares every two seconds and actual fear on top of being rubbish does not make for a fun experience, at least for me. You know, mileage may vary, of course. But if I had to pick... I haven't really played too much, so I'd probably say something like Doom, maybe, but that's not even that scary, but it's like, that's, in comparison to everything else I've played, that's the scariest. It's got those elements in Doom. Yeah, it's got sort of like jumpy sort of elements to it, but not like full-on horror sort of elements, I guess. Especially that you're going against demons from hell. True, yeah. But uh, I'd like to check out like uh, Alien Isolation at some point this um, this upcoming Halloween because it's always been one of those games that I sort of wanted to check out because it seems really cool and it actually seems like something I'd quite enjoy. It's finding the time and also, you know, finding the money 
the money is also a big factor in this one. I'll say I'd like to check out Alien Isolation myself, but what I'd also suggest for anyone who also likes the Alien franchise is to get Alien Isolation with the uh, Nostromo pack because it's got the, it's actually set before the game and it features some of the original cast from the original movie. Ah, very nice indeed. I may actually have to check that out then. The issue, as I said, the issue is money because currently at the moment I don't have any, so it's sort of like seeing if I can either a find it in a sale. Or B, find it like relatively cheap in a like second-hand shop or something like the console versions. Yeah, I think that's like my main issue. But I really would like to check it out because I have been meaning to play some more horror-related games. It's time to sort of like break out that boundary I've been in for a while of just sort of playing platformers. I think I really need to sort of expand my uh, or broaden my taste, expand my horizons, all that sort of stuff. Nice. So anyway, uh, anything else you'd like to talk about today? Um, trying to think, think now. Uh, so obviously you're saying you're not a horror fan, but other than Doom, has there been any other games with those t- touching moments with hints of scary moments? I honestly cannot really think of any. The only one I can really think of, which is very sort of laughable... Because the context of it is um, those sort of Sonic EXE hacks. <laughs> Which is obviously very laughable because, you know, they're sort of jokes and aren't very scary, but that's really the only other sort of thing I've played. Well, like, I've seen stuff, like, I've watched horror games. Like, it's sort of those things where I find watching horror games more interesting than playing them. But of the stuff I've played after Doom, that is honestly probably the scariest thing I've played. <laughs> I'll say, I think for me, the scariest game I've pl- played was uh, p- probably the uh, first three Resident Evil games. I've like, watched quite a bit of the Resident Evil games, but it's not one of those things that I feel like I'd just be absolutely naff at and I just wouldn't enjoy it, but they're like really interesting to watch for me. I'll say my first full-on experience with uh, Resident Evil was on the uh, DS and... Uh, obviously, some of the enemies in the game involve giant spiders, but then you get like the mother of giant spiders, which is a boss in the game. And when I first came across that, I almost, I chucked my DS and almost snapped it in half, <laughs> just just because it's it it got you know like surprised me and everything. <laughs> yeah, obviously your fear of spiders has uh, come back to haunt you. Um, there were like a few horror game suggestions here in the chat. Veritex is suggesting, um, also hello Veritex. Uh, Veritex is suggesting, um, Outlast. And I've actually seen quite a bit of Outlast. Outlast looks really good, but once again, it's one of those things where my enjoyment would just be really bad because it's semi sort of cinematic. And I just wouldn't be very good at it, so I just sort of break the flow of the game. But watching it, it looks really fun. Amnesia, Amnesia is supposed to be a good series. Yeah, I hear decent things about the Amnesia series. Also, I just thought of something that's scarier than Sonic EXE. The House of the Dead series. (laughs) It's not that scary, but it's scarier than Sonic EXE, so that'd be second of my list. Oh, I thought of something scary. Uh, All Stars Race and Transform. Transform, where you got scared of the giant spider. It's a a cute way, but when I first uh, raced on that course, I wasn't expecting it. And I was thinking, ugh! I was like, ugh, why? 
Ooh, I need Fruits bring up brought up a very good point. Um, scrap scrap all the other games on my list. Sonic 06 is the scariest game I have ever played. Although Sonic Forces may soon be taking that crown off me. Wait, what part of Sonic 06? All the gameplay can glitches <laughs> that can scare you, or a certain love scene between a certain human princess and a certain blue hedgehog. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Uh, no, obviously the scariest part is playing as Silver the Hedgehog, where you where you walk. In fact, no, walking's a bit generous. You stroll. You stroll What's across that? the level. Well, well, if you do it right, Silver the Hedgehog can be the fastest because you can just glitch your way through the levels quicker. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at another server and um, I'm seeing some new Sonic Forces leaks. Ooh. Now, the scariest moment in Sonic 06 is the battle against Silver. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, many thrown controllers in that battle. I, that's why I don't replay Sonic 06. I love Sonic 06, but when I got to that moment, I was like, Why can't I move? Why ain't you giving me a chance? Why can't I do it? <laughs> Everyone's like, Oh, it's easy. You run away, and then you wait for him to turn around, then you're homing attacking. And I'm like, Okay, I do that. Oh, he's grabbed me again. He's grabbed me again. He's thrown me against the wall. I've lost all my rings. I've came over and again. In and with moments like that, it, from the words of Silver the Hedgehog himself, it's no use. Indeed, it is no noose. It is no noose. It is no noose. It is what? So anyway, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. Do you have any sort of like final words before I drag you back to the chill out? Uh, do something more appealing to get more guests on the show because it's probably going to be the case where you're going to have me for nothing but countless weeks. I don't know, I was sort of expecting Ayag, as he does like a good horror game, but he doesn't seem to be here at the moment. But we, we can't judge, because people have lives. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is very true, and people also don't have microphones. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Were you talking about uh, Lost Impact? No, actually Lost Impact does have a microphone. Um, I was talking about someone else. <laughs> don't know who they are. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Jamie, thanks so much for coming on the show. What would you like to say as you exit? Um, keep it spoopy. Indeed. See you later, Jamie. See ya. And that was Jamie. And I'm gonna we're gonna have two guests today. I know, right? That's a first for the Discord call in having more than one guest that isn't Jamie. Like we, we didn't repeat him twice today, of course. Joking. Um. So let's just send a quick message, and of course, we got the lovely sound of my keyboard typing, because that is a running meme in this show. Yes, uh... <laughs> so anyway, we're going to drag on our next guest right here. And welcome to the show, say goodnight, a.k.a. DJ Spooky J, a.k.a. any other name you have. my dog! <laughs> welcome to the show. So what would you like to talk about today? Really, how about some Halloween stuff? It sounds good, but any you know, specific? I mean, it's a good plan to talk about Halloween on a Halloween episode, but uh, any like specific stages, games, anything? How about stages? Because there aren't really that many Halloween games out there. I mean, there are Decap Attack, Bayonetta, if you consider the fact she's a witch. But levels are usually, like, there's a lot more Halloween-themed levels than there are Halloween-themed games. Yeah, I, I think it's just like sort of one of those level motifs that uh, designers like to keep bringing back again and again, like sort of winter levels. And that's always like not as frequent as like stuff like summer levels or 
Um, I'm trying to think of desert levels, that sort of thing. But, you know, they bring them back every now and then because it's sort of an easy level trope. There yeah. Indeed. So, uh, you got any, like, examples, I guess? Several examples. There's, like, Sandopolis, which was really a surprise for me when I first played it because you thought this would be, like, this Aztec level and stuff, but... It's really, when you get to the second act, it's like scariest stuff. Ghosts and everything. Yeah, the spooky ghosts, uh, the blackout lights, all those sort of bits. And also, what is what else is scary is how long that level goes on for. And going, and going, and going. It's still go. Oh no, the lights are turned off again, turn them back on. Oh no, the time has run out. I've been crushed by this uh, pillar. Whoops. Oopsie doodle! <laughs> that was my taco man. <laughs> so, aside from maybe Sonic, I guess. Another Halloween themed level I've always been fond of, even though it's not technically Sega, are, is the. Well, it could be Sega because it was on the Saturn. The cemetery levels in Gex, they were pretty fun. I, the I, first know, level. I know like briefly about Gex, but I don't really know too much. So I guess like for those of us at home who are like semi sort of in the know about Gex, go ahead and explain a bit. Well, not the Geico Gecko who got sucked into his TV and is now in the different worlds of the television. It's called the Media Dimension, and it's got like cartoons, horror, horror. Don't get my eye got her, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, King Tut level, like Egyptian, stuff like that. Holidays. Okay. <laughs> Jamie's like, no. <laughs> I think if done right, uh, Egyptian can be linked very closely to Halloween just because sort of the stuff that went down in Egypt yeah. all those years ago is sort of very closely linked with the spooky situations linked with Halloween. For game, there's a Egyptian level Tut TV. But the ones I'm talking about are the ones from the first and second game, the horror-themed levels. There's, like, uh, bloody axes that come down. There's, like, like creepy levels like Frankensteins and Chucky dolls. Stuff like that. Sounds very interesting. I actually have been meaning to look into Gex um, because it seems like interesting enough, and it seems like a decent platformer as well, which is always important when you're playing a platformer. It's a 2D platformer, but the second and third ones are like more 3D platformers. They're very different the third and second game, the rules anyway, but they're, they're pretty fun. I like them. Yeah, I will check them out at some point. Also, Iron Fruit brings up a good point. Uh, he asked if there were ghosts in Sonic Mania. Well, technically there's ghosts, because uh, Sonic's in Sonic Mania, and um, he he's a ghost of him former s his former self, so, yeah, he's in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just found that funny. <laughs> I guess, any other sort of levels you'd like to talk about? Uh, we could go on to Cab Attack, but that's like the entire flipping game, so we'll just stop right there. No, we got time, so I guess talk about like a few of the levels and also the concept of the cap attack, since I don't really know too much about it, sound like basic sort of stuff. I've always found the levels where you're like running, like from the big totem thing, 
were probably my favorite levels, even though they're frustrating. I've always found those levels, it has a great track accompanied by it. Like levels are just running away from this giant killer totem pole and you're like trying to make it to the end of the level. I always found those levels to be my favorite because while they are frustrating and they tend to get you moving like, oh, what's going to come next? What's going to come next? <laughs> it leaves you on your toes. Like those levels are always like interesting for me. Like the level's done right. I, 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 sorry, <laughs> I sort of zoned out because of what everyone was saying in um, the Discord, but I guess. But um, anyway, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and some nice chat, and hopefully maybe at some point you come back on soon. Welcome! I had to. <laughs> hopefully you can come back on soon because it's been fun. So uh, any final words before I be you back to the chill out? Okay then, are you sure? Any final words? <laughs> Keep it spooky and happy Halloween. Okay, I'll see you later. Thanks so much for coming on the show. <laughs> so anyway, that that was uh, DJ Spooky J, aka Sagana, and uh, that's the end of the Discord call-in, which then takes us into the Toppy Mix, which is a block of music, and the Toppy Mix is where I play a Sega track, which doesn't relate to the topic of the episode, a non-Sega, oh sorry, a uh, remix which relates to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track which doesn't relate to the topic of the episode. Uh, I sort of made a bit of an exception, because I, I wanted a few more music slots here. So uh, all of these are actually Halloween tracks, so uh, they're all to do with the topic of the episode. So, we're going to be kicking off the Toppy Mix with a track from Sonic Rivals 2. I, I also put this one here because I thought it didn't really sound that Halloween-y, but it is actually a Halloween song because it takes place on a Halloween stage. So, um, I'm going to kick off the Toppy Mix block with this song. So, from Sonic Rivals 2, this is Mystic Horn, right here on Radio Sega. Let's get scratching.
Yo, we're the zone runners, and this time we're at Pumpkin Hill. You ain't ready. I ain't gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna creep down in Pumpkin Hill. I got to find my lost piece. I know that it's here. I can sense it in my feet. The great emerald's power allows me to feel. I can't see a thing, but it's around somewhere. I'm gonna hold my head 'cause I have no fear. Probably seems crazy, a graveyard theory, but a ghost tried to approach me and got leery. Asked him the question and he vanished in a second. I'm walking through valleys, crying pumpkins in the alleys. Seem happy, but they sure tried to get me. Had to back 'em up with the fist. Metal crackling. I'm hearing someone saying, "Use a chicken, don't be scared." It had to be the wind, 'cause nobody wasn't there. I searched and I searched as I climbed up the wall, and then I started to fly. I went in deeper. Uh.
This song is such a letdown in comparison to that completely awesome kick-ass music right there. Welcome back to the final time to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from the amazing Doom PC soundtrack. That was stage one at Doom's Gate. Now, uh, Jamie did bring up a good point. There is actually a Sega pub or a Sega Doom game, as in it was released on a Sega console and it was actually published by Sega, which was the 32X version of Doom. And he brought up a very good point of why didn't I play that one instead? Simple reason. I I like you people. I don't want your ears to bleed unlike the demons in Doom. So that is why I played the PC version and it's completely kick-ass soundtrack instead of the awful and <laughs> completely ear-grating Doom 32X soundtrack. But yeah, completely love that soundtrack right there, so I had to get some on the non-Sega block. For that was the remix block, and that was the Zone Runner's take on uh, Pumpkin Hill from Sonic Adventure 2. That was Graveyard Theory and OC remix once again completely awesome I, as you know I, I love the zone runners I've made that quite apparent now and it's it's sort of become the running joke of why do you like them no one else likes them blah 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 some completely kick-ass music there as well that's why I had to play their Halloween related remix speaking of Halloween before that was the Sega block and that was from Sonic Rivals 2 that was Mystic Haunt and I played that there because it's sort of Halloween related in that it's in a Halloween stage but it doesn't sound very Halloween -y. it just sounds sort of very rockish which was why I had to get it on right there. Yeah, but uh, I also extended the Doom track a lot longer than it should have been. It should have only been like a minute and a half. But I extended it to about four and a half minutes because I love it that much. Yeah, but um, we got a f we got quite a few people here in the Discord once again. We got a uh, Doom girl who's just joined us once again because Very Texas summoned her after that awesome music. We also have I Need Fruit, our uh, resident Sega arcade man. He is finally back in the Discord once again. Shadix has returned. So is I. I. We've also got the king. We got we got we got very text. We've got so many people in here. We've got so many mentions as well. Ah, um, everyone's saying about how I wasn't born when Windows ninety five came out. That's the joke. We know that's the joke. People have pointed it out. Um, we've got a few other bits and pieces. Uh, Dean saying British Andy is my dad. Yes, maybe. Jamie says Doom thirty two X farting at Doom's gate. Very true. Uh yes. We've still got a bit of time here, and our last track isn't actually that long. So we can buy a bit of time here, so if anyone has any last sort of Halloween-y things that they'd like to talk about in the uh, in the Discord, go right ahead, radioseg forward slash Discord, because we've got, we got some time. Before Rexy comes on with the amazing Sega Mixer Drive, live at 9pm on a Friday night, playing you the best Sega remixes for two hours, although let's be fair, most weeks it's three hours long, because that's just sort of how Rexy rolls. Yeah, but um, I, I've sort of, uh, you know, trodden the toes here a bit because I played a lot of remixes on today's show because there's not really that much Halloween music. There's a lot of Halloween-based music, but no actual Halloween music. So um, I've been playing a lot of remixes to make up for it. And um, yeah, we're going to be playing another one at our last track of the show in just a second. Uh, Veritex says, talk about Condemned. Um, no, because I don't really know much about Condemned. I always get condemned confused. Uh wasn't condemned um the launch title for the 360. Alright, yeah. Condemned Criminal Origins was one of the launch titles for the Xbox 360, and it's probably to be honest the best one. Because when you're up against Perfect Dark Zero, you don't really have that much competition. Uh, I Need Fruit says that feel when the House of the Dead series has good music. Yeah, that is true, but 
That's not strictly Halloween, and also I did actually play some House of the Dead music at the beginning at the beginning of the show. <laughs> DJ Spooky J and uh, Se- AKA Sega Nut has posted uh, Drew Carey Generations. Uh, sure, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah, I always the thing is going back to Condemned. I always get Condemned muddled up with Rise of uh, Rise of Nightmares, or is it Rise of Darkness? Um. I think it's Rise of Nightmares. I'm not sure though. Yeah, it's Rise of Nightmares, which is the Connect horror game, which would have honestly been a decent game if it wasn't um, controlled by the Connect. Because for those of you who don't know, there is nothing nice to say about the Connect because it barely works. It's just it's shoddy sort of mess of a peripheral that really needed some more time in the oven before it was you know released to the public. Yeah, but anyway, I think we are pretty much rounding off the show here. I am pretty much done. And I want to thank you lovely people who have been chatting in the Discord all along for making this. Once again, one of the many great episodes of Topical Resort. I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn, or, or in this case, dooting my own horn. But, but yeah, you guys are really the people who make Topical Resort. Without you, you know, without you and the listener interaction, it would sort of really be nothing, you know. Soppy speech appreciated, but... The show really does come down to you at the end of the day. It's based upon you. Uh, Jamie says the Connect worked. People just suck at it. Yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, so thank you so much to everyone who's come out to the show today. As for next week, I, the current plan is we are going to be doing music from Sega Collection games. So, games that are collections of other games and the original music which appears within those games. like Stuff like Sega Smash Pack and the original tunes that appeared there, or the Sonic Mega Collection, or Sonic Gems Collection, all those sort of games, and we're going to be playing the, the original music, which, um, you know, define the menus and the title screens of those games. Basically, current plan, but if not, we got some, um, you know, we got something else planned. But yeah, I want to thank you all, and I'm going to leave you with a remix from Jay Metal, featuring the 8-bit drummer. So... This is the two-player theme from Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bee Machine, and I know you're thinking, well, how does this relate to Halloween? That's a good question, because um, originally Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bee Machine was a little Japanese game, which some of you might have heard of in the Sega community, called Puyo Puyo, obviously a massive game. And uh, in Puyo Puyo, it wasn't the two-player theme, it was actually the final boss theme, or also known as the theme of Satan, which is obviously very Halloween-based. And this is a great rock remix of that track, so I'm going to have to play this for you. Now, so I want to thank you all in the Discord. Thank you to I Need Fruit and uh, Scary Tex and I Seventeen Eighty and all you lovely people and Jamie and everyone else who's joined in. I've been Green Viper Eight, and this has been another episode of the Topical Resort. I will see you once again next Friday at seven PM. And as always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.